My man. <laughs> but first off, let's just preface it with this. The man has over 97 IMDb credits. Is that a lot? Acting a lot. Is, is that a lot? <laughs> <laughs> you know there's a nigga showing off his one to everybody he know. Oh, well, you know I was in a... Yeah, 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 yeah. You saw that joint? Yeah. You know, it's like... Bro. Here with Mr. Malcolm Bear. Hey. Man, bro. Like, first off, nothing but respect. Because I... One of the things even, not just from like working with you and just, I've always seen you, like I've seen your face in everything. Like in so many of my favorite shows, unknowingly, like bro, I didn't even know you and I, and I, you know, the Sunny episode was one of my, yeah. but like early, like you're a part of things before they're things, er, key and peel, like you. And those are just the little pocket gigs, not like the the things that like better off Ted that are like cult classics, and you know what I mean, and like um, timeless, like pe- cons, conventions, and shit. Love, like, bro, you've done such a huge body of work, like a huge body of work, and that's that's incredible. That's incredible. To me. I can can I tell you, I didn't really think you'd know anything about my career. I thought, <laughs> what? I was like, all right, we just see each other. We hang, we're cool. I didn't even think. I was like, you nailed like four, at least four of these. I was just, I would be really excited. Bro, okay, you know what's on. funny? Because I'll do, I'll do podcasts with folks I know uh-huh. just because they're cool, but they don't always know shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's even why I sent you the link because I was like, he's probably like. How ghetto is this? <laughs> I like the guy. I'll, I'll go. You already thought I lived at the trap house. I, I, was, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I think he's doing better than this. You know, I, don't I know. think I. Uh, I was like, I very, I live very humbly. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's on the same path. You know what I mean? Smart young black man. You know what I mean? <laughs> Listen, just so you really understand how deep this goes, and you're gonna be like, oh, this guy's crazy, bro. I've known your face from. This was like the first time I would honestly say like. I just knew your face from this because they used to run this all the time on, uh, of course. This is a waffle stick commercial. I'll be. (laughs) How did you know? How did you know? Bro, I I have to show this on the thing. Bro, you, it's one of the. Is it really? Bro, you know why though? Because I saw it so much. I was joking. Bro, I saw it so much. Hold on. I have to pull this up. That's hilarious. Good old technical difficulties, ladies. That's and fine. I will tell you this. That's f- hilarious. I was just joking. What's funny is my, you know, you talk about all the things that I've done, mm-hmm. and I, I and I feel good about them, and I really do. I, I feel like I've done a couple things. But <laughs> I've done fu- a couple things. I've done a couple things. <laughs> just a few. <laughs> but what's funny is to this day, my brother, you know, I'm I'm from Brooklyn. Me and my brother, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. uh, the Bronx. He lives in the Bronx now. To this day. Um, He'll be like, yo, you remember when you was in the Waffle Sticks commercial? <laughs> remember that? You like, ah, you remember that? <laughs> you was like, ah. <laughs> Bruh, I'm, I'm going to get on my phone. Bro, you don't understand. Like, I saw that commercial so much. So then I remember when I saw, I think it was probably when I was a kid, I saw Sunny because I started watching Sunny early. And then I'm like, oh, I've seen this guy's face before, but then it's like repeatedly over time. Like it just consistently happens and you work on so much great shit. So like, yeah. So you're from, so you're from Brooklyn. I am. Yeah. And then you, it, what got you into like even this, this space? 
Um, I think I was uh, always a performer or in some way vocal um, when I was very young. Okay. Do you know what I mean? My, my whole family is really funny. I come from a fun, uh, a funny family. I think like the rule of my family was like as long as it's funny, you could say it. Like my mom, right. my mom didn't want me cursing or anything like that. But if I if it was hilarious when I did it, like it was it was probably okay. <laughs> you know what that, I mean? That's dope though. So like I think all of us are probably performers. I'm just one of the only ones who like pursued it as a professional job. Okay. Do you know like yeah. my mom is like. She's the biggest star at church. Do you know what I mean? She's the biggest one. Like, she volunteers at the soup kitchen. She makes an entrance at the soup kitchen. Do you know what I mean? She's showing up. Yeah, Miss Barrett's here. You know what I mean? It's like, you know (laughs) what I mean? There's not as many people. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's television. Yeah. You know what I mean? But she's out there. She's hitting her mark. Every time. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) That's dope. Um, You know, my brother, too. Like, if you see me around my family, I'm actually quiet around my family. Because they're so, um, they're funny. Because they're funny and they're loud and they're obnoxious. They're boisterous. Yeah, yeah, they're a boisterous group. (laughs) They're real boisterous. You know, my brother in particular, like my brother's hilarious because my brother speaks like, like, uh, he's just one of those dudes I, I always have to translate for people when he's talking, like, because he's from Brooklyn and the Bronx. Um and like old school, you know what I mean. This is eighties, yeah. nineties. This is like Beat Street. <laughs> okay, okay guys. Do you know what I mean? These are documentaries. Uh, so it's so funny because it was like you know you'll talk to him and he'd be like, yeah, you know, boom, I was you know I was straight snoring, whatever, you know, you know, get my zines, whatever, clocking, you know, boom, it went like that, you know, about it, like you know, I put it down, you know, woo woo woo, you know, and he's just be like, yeah, he. He was tired from working too much. <laughs> like that and, like, and people were just looking at you. <laughs> like, what? All right. Yeah, I was like, that's basically what he said. You know? That's funny. That's yeah. old. Man, you don't, I don't feel like you get that out here as much. New York has that like element where like people have like, like old school still feels really old school. Yeah. It's, I mean, he also, I think it's because he also uh, didn't go anywhere. <laughs> so he's like, he's there. It's really easy to keep the nostalgia up. <laughs> don't do Gentrification hasn't hit your part of Brooklyn yet? Not uh, my part of Brooklyn, yes. Where, okay. I, where I grew up, like, because I grew up in Bed-Stuy. Like, everyone who hears this is going to make fun of me. I always get made fun of because people who meet me new always think I'm, like, from Brooklyn, like, today. Like, I'm really here yesterday. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, it's because I mention it every five seconds. <laughs> Um, it's a bad habit. Everybody from Brooklyn, you know what? You you're never surprised when somebody's from Brooklyn. He's like, oh, you never mentioned it. Like that's never happened. No <laughs> that, ever, that is true. No that one's ever true. not mentioned it. It was like, really? I know him 38 years. He never mentioned he was he was from there. Yeah. No. Um, so you're from Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. No one ever knows that. Um, but yeah, my part is uh, a lot of it is gentrified. Like, I mean, the parts that are white are gentrified. The parts that aren't are not. <laughs> It's a pretty clear line. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then also there's the parts that are like, I mean, what's fun is going to the parts of the neighborhood that are like, that have been made better by the people who live, who's been living there. Yeah. Like that's always like good and you feel like you're at home. Like, you know, it's always funny. Like, you know, I, I live in West Hollywood now. Like, should I say that? It doesn't matter. Who's, who's going over there? Uh, but if you uh, want to know, it's 312 <laughs> yeah, Ridgeway 312 Drive. Malcolm Barrett Drive. <laughs> Um, but it's <laughs> I knew it was a Malcolm X drive. Yeah, not on this side of town. Yes. <laughs> it's not gonna be safe no matter what. Uh, 
Malcolm X or my particular block. Um, but yeah, like a lot of it is like, it's always good. You know, in my old neighborhood, is is weird when your stuff starts to get gentrified because white people move in and look at you weird. Like, yeah. you're like, what are you doing here? You're like, I've been here for... This is my neighborhood. Why I haven't you? seen you. Because you ain't been here. <laughs> you. Tell this motherfucker who the fuck I am. I'm sorry, sir. Do you have uh, any identification <laughs> yeah, that you live here? My neighbor. The, my mom's place over it, there. I, it's crazy, though, too, because then prices go up. Every, price goes up, baby. Man. It, the prices go Yesterday's price <laughs> is not today's. It's not today's price. And it is not when things are just It is fun. not. No, I, what is the... What is the cure for that? The gentrification? Uh, <laughs> reverse slavery? This is the best thing well, I could come up with. I mean, just off the top of the head, not doing all the research. I guess, if, I guess though, if we... <laughs> not doing all the <laughs> I guess, though, I'm like thinking there has to be a way, like, maybe if mm-hmm. there was a program... Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they would never do this because this would fuck them in the end. I was going to be like a program in which people could own the places that they mm-hmm. live in in some of these areas yeah. that need gentrification. And then if you, they bought into that, it might be ter- almost like paying into like a 401k type yeah, thing, yeah, or yeah. paying on a home loan. Yeah. Whatever. But when that tide turns, mm-hmm. what you've paid, you can make back if you leave. Almost like a co-op or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Right. I'll be honest, uh, <laughs> they this never is way above shit. my pay grade. <laughs> I live in an apartment for most of my life. Someone just explained houses. My girlfriend just explained houses. She explained it like uh, like weed shops and shit like that. And I was like, I was like, oh, you ain't even got to pay it all up front like that? I was like, you can t- I was on consignment? You could just put in on the pay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I was like, oh. Why didn't people just explain that? I was like, it's mad easy. Yeah, no, because I mean, it, trying to buy a house now is like, it's done. Bro, for some, me, apartment, you see what's going on. Yeah. I'm like, I'm supposed to come up with, I, I was walking in what's how, well, you know the park, the park that's right, it's that random park, right? Once you cross La Brea, it's that small little park yeah, next to a the weird. That weird Parks little, in LA are weird. They're yeah. just being like two and a half blocks. That's my point. And it's one of those, and it's right It's right next to that like self-wash thing. I'm mm-hmm. sure you know, right on Santa I know Monica. what you're talking about. And I was walking through there and like just, you know, like I see it's overcrowded because like mm-hmm. you said, it's too small. Kids are like just running all down. And then there's like three just homeless people in blankets just walking around doing the thing. And the houses on the other side of that, I'm talking to um, the girl I'm talking to, I'm like, like, how much do you think houses over here cost? Mm-hmm. And so I just start Zillowing, you know, and shit. And I'm like, so for my kids to live in a house across from a park, I wouldn't even let them go to by themselves. Mm-hmm. And the shit is across the street. Mm-hmm. I need $2.6 million. Yeah. Yeah. The fuck? I mean, well, and also it's, it's LA, man. Like, my problem... My problem has been this in terms of trying to be a little bit more steady, which is that, you know, I didn't grow up with a huge amount of proficiency in uh, financial literacy. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up knowing much about owning houses. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I got any amount of money and started to understand how valuable it was to own property, the two 
places I lived in the most were New York and LA. <laughs> so <laughs> good luck, nigga. <laughs> like, yeah. Like LA and New York are the most expensive cities in America to own a home. By far. Do you too, know what I mean? Yeah. By like a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, it's so funny. It's like, I really wish to a certain extent I had more experience in literally any of the other 48 states Bro. so that I could like be like, yeah, I'm always in Montana. Give me a place there. Give me two, three houses in Montana, Atlanta. Jeff Bridges lives in Montana. Do you know what I mean? But Jeff Bridges can live you in Montana. I mean? And that's, I'm like, yo, like if you could pull off one of those. Just, like, you know what I mean? I've pandemic. Got a place. Pandemic yeah. made me feel that way. Like, I was like, man, if I could, if I was just really banking off of all the shit, I'm doing, like, I just go on over to anywhere, fucking anywhere. Texas, any anywhere down I mean, there. Over, yeah. You, the you, only downfall of that is that you will live there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta go if you, you go have to, to Texas. Live in that state, it sounds like if you go to Texas, you gotta live in Austin, or you probably don't. Really you gotta live in something. I don't know. There's a lot of cities in America. I don't need them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you the places I'm, I'm not moving to Alabama. Yeah, that's not. You happening. know what? Any any city, uh, I'm gonna need like 30 black people to have given it a thumbs up before. I'm gonna need a green book. Even today, <laughs> I need a green, green book. book. I need a green book <laughs> for today's America. Someone put out a modern day green book. I'd buy the fuck out of that. It would shit. be helpful. <laughs> I mean, we all know we can always go to Atlanta. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm we know Atlanta. that though. I've been man. I've been working in Atlanta for the last couple years, and it's been. Great. Man. Is that where they uh, shoot your new show? That is where they shoot my new show. I got a uh, show called Average Joe. Average Joe, yeah. Um, this was a good transition by both of us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. We're pros. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, shooting a new dark comedy uh, for BT Plus called Average Joe. It's got Dion Cole, Cynthia K. McWilliams, uh, who's my boo. Uh, it's got Tammy Townsend. It's by the got- way, fun fact. Tammy Townsend was on my television show on UPN when I was a child. Which show? Guys Like Us. It was me, Bumper Robinson, and uh, Chris Hardwick. Yes, 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 yes. And she played my teacher who Bumper had a crush on. That's so funny. And even to get even weirder, you know I did Jay Leno like five, six times. Yes, yes. So I did like... I was I'll see some Kevin of your blo- and I'll all see stuff, some yeah. of your throwback clips every once yeah. in a while, and I was like, "This motherfucker been in it. he been. I mean, you talk about a long career. Like Bruh. this cat been in it since way back. Man, though. you. I know you ain't. Come on, man. Like it's it's just the evolution of it, though. Like you got to, man. That's why it's uh, yeah, man. That's why it's been fun doing this new stuff. Like average Joe's been cool because you know. uh, I don't do a whole lot of black shit. Mm, like, yeah. you know, honestly, like career-wise, I'm real black in, in real life. Are you? But, no. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I've got Kool-Aid points. That's not a thing. Um, <laughs> Just so you all know, that's this, not a thing. Don't say that thing. around your they're black gonna be like, They're going to be looking at There's Kool-Aid points? Why didn't no one tell me? There's Kool-Aid points. Um, I would have been racking them up. <laughs> Um, no, but it's a it's a it's a fun show. It's a it's a different character than I, than I usually do. Like, you know, one of the things I try and do is I try and do something different every job. Like, I get bored really easily, and so yeah. like I try and do something different. And this is like dark comedy, crime, thriller, fun, That's a little fine. romance. It's 
That's cool, man. No, yeah. that's dope, man. Yeah. So do you find you in, you enjoy comedy more than drama type work? I work more in comedy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I Do I enjoy it more? Um, Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> if I do, yeah. it's by like f- 5%. I feel <laughs> like I really like, like I don't like to do one thing for any particular amount of time. Like I have to switch it up. Like even, even when I'm doing comedy, like even Better Off Ted, I loved it. And after and Better Off Ted was probably the first show I did that was like, longer than a year and i was like i gotta do something else mm-hmm. um only because the the type of stuff i was trying to do with the character was so specific mm-hmm. uh you know and he played right. such a restrained sort of a thing that it was very like i would feel my body getting tense i see what you're saying <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like he's so quirky and big. yeah it was yeah. so this that i was just like i gotta i gotta move it up i gotta use a different muscle group. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that, like, I can still feel alive. No, I feel that. I mean, especially with those kinds of shows, it's tough, too, because I know, like, after you do a show like Better Off Ted, people are always like, oh, let's get him to do this again yeah, and yeah. a million other times. And you worked with Victor Fresco, no? No, I didn't work with Victor. I uh, Jonathan, though. Jo- Slavin. Slavin. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I worked with him. Uh, I coached with him on one thing for one job a while back because uh, he coached... Uh, What's her name? Uh, Carly Shaken. Uh, she's yeah, on yeah, 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 we yeah. get Suburgatory together. Yes. So yes. Wait, who was Suburgatory? That wasn't Fresco. No, that was uh, Emily Kapnick. Wow, I don't know why I thought that was Fresco. For yeah, yeah, and that was that was. Fun. I think, but yeah, because I remember it was like you guys are doing that, and then while you were done doing that, I think I had met Carly during there from doing theater. Okay, that makes uh, sense. With Slave and 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 all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. a cool dude, man. Yeah, that's my boy. Have you so how much? Th- Theater background. So did you start in theater and then go to television? Yeah, I started. I ye, Sure. Yeah. I went. Uh, I don't know. I went <laughs> sort of. Uh, I went to. So I went to school for theater, right? I went mm-hmm. to NYU um, in theater program and I was there for acting and directing. And so my first job was around. My first job was probably theater uh, mm-hmm. around 18. Maybe we lied on my resume and said 16 at some point. Just <laughs> yeah. So I see me Makes it look cooler. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I think I was doing uh, the McCarter Theater, um, so that was probably my one of my earliest ones, other than doing like random theater around right. NYU or around New York. And then one of my first gigs was probably uh, a commercial for Old School, which was uh, ESPN Two back when that was a thing, and they used to show classic sports. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay. it was a commercial, and it was like, "Are you old school?" Like that was their like pr- their tagline, like yeah. "Are you old school?" And so I did, like, a little improv about, like, you know, like, old school, like, you know, they were like, it's Kobe Bryant's socks, because this is when, this is back when Kobe had a fro and right, high socks. Right, And they were like, is Kobe old school? I was like, yeah, you old school, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, I you already I mean? can see, I know what it looks like. Yeah, you know? so that was like, you know, that was like my big claim to fame going to college. Like, I went into college, that was like my very first commercial. Hey, old school! Yeah, and it was like, good, it was like his commercial's on. Look, I was like, yeah, it is. It is on. Are, Are they playing school? it again, man? <laughs> That's crazy, man. They play it. They don't even tell me. They just put it on. They don't even tell me. <laughs> you in college working. I know that's a different feeling because you know everybody I mean? else is like, man. Well, and I was going to school for acting. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So everybody else was, I'm sitting like Russell Simmons and I, everybody, everybody else was like, oh, you should, they were like, you got to quit, you know, like, um, 
quit school. Like there was, or first, first it was like, damn, this is like really cool. Like that he's doing that. And then it was like, I did a play. I did a play called Wit, which won a Pulitzer Prize. Oh, I think I did maybe an episode of Sopranos or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that as well. And I'm like watching the Sopranos going, this motherfucker's in everything. And and cats were like, you know, and I went away for six months and I came back and they were like, why are you still in school? What you doing? Like I went, I was in an old neighborhood and they were like, why are you walking around? Like, why are you just walking? Like it was, I was supposed to be rich already. Like I was supposed to have bought a mansion and never come back to the hood. And like I was like, I still live here. My mom lives here. I don't. I don't know what money you. I think was gone. Yeah, I was gone for six months. That money was for that six months, <laughs> and then maybe two more weeks. And then <laughs> I gotta figure something else out. Yeah, then I'm done. Like no one's like, no one's like, we really love basketball player number two. He's a star. <laughs> yeah, give him a million dollars. That, that's it's funny. People think that's how this game. They works think you're too. rich immediately. Immediately, and you're not. At all. And in fact, you can be working for a while and be broke. <laughs> like, for it's sure. Really, it's, cra- it's a crazy little ride, you know? And I've had like a very interesting career. Like, it's very ebbed and flowed. And, you know, I went super broke after like working. I was like selling toner over the phone. Like, I always tell this story about like, you know, I would have robbed folks, but like, I couldn't afford a gun. So I was like, fine, I'll get a job. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this was like after Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, right. So you've been, you have been doing shit. Yeah, I've been doing stuff. Like, Slavin will tell you the same story. Like, when we, when we did Better Off Ted, I had not long before that, um, uh, I was selling tone over the phone, riding my bike to work. Wow. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and I was working, what was it? Because it was like 9 a.m. on the East Coast. We start on the phones at 6 a.m. because of the time difference. And then I'd be done by 1 so I could have my auditions or do whatever I could right. after 1. Slavin will tell you, you know, Slavin's vegan. He used to work at a vegan bakery. Um, and I think he was on a show called Boston Commons or some sort of sitcom Boston show or whatever the hell. And he'll tell you a story about how he was at work, he's making, he's doing whatever, and someone was like, were you on that Boston show? And he was like, yeah. He was like, I hated that show. And he was like, great. Would you like cream on your muffin? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's <laughs> like that shit. That shit is is, is rough, man. You and know? it's just funny because people are like that too, though. Because I I hated that show. Like, <laughs> how does this information help me? And it's like I know you did. That's why I'm here. Yeah, like, that's why I'm selling muffins because none of you liked it, <laughs> bro. It's 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 the what's worse are the people who go. I, I know you've had to get this before. The people who hit you with the oh, so um. So, so you're an inter- It's like the Uber driver type. So, oh, so you, so you're, you're what, an actor? Oh, okay, been anything I might have seen. So first, now you're putting me in this awkward position where I have to be this asshole who rattles off his resume, which no one likes anyway. No one. Wants to no one. Wa- no one wants to really hear that anyway. But you're asking me to do this. Second off, start naming shit. You ever heard of? Nah, never, never heard that. Well, have you seen? Oh, the. Oh, you were in the spin. No, I never saw that. So what was the fuck? Oh, and then they tell you, I don't watch much I don't TV. Watch TV. They're the worst. It's the worst. They all. It always ends with I. I don't really watch TV. 
I'm like, I can tell you right now, you've never seen what I've done. <laughs> I can tell you right now. I can tell you. There's, and then the other half of the time is like, I did commercials for a long time. Mm. And so what I realized is that people would find you familiar, but they wouldn't know why. Right. Because they see you for 30 seconds every lot, hour though. and a half <laughs> yeah. while they're watching something they really wanted to watch. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, they're they're just listening to your voice while folding laundry and so, like, when they see you, they're like, hey, what do I know you from? I know you, you what are you in? And you, you name you everything. Been in something. And then it's just like, oh, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> you from Dr. Pepper. That's my man, Dr. Pepper, <laughs> over there. That's the homie, Dr. Pepper. That's you funny. know? So it's, oh, it's, it's a very weird, you know. It's a, it's a tough game. Speaking of commercials, I'm going to see if this works one more time because I just, bro, you don't <laughs> understand. And the setup is amazing. You, you know what's it crazy? It's amazing. Setups are always amazing until you actually want to do something with them, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the things just don't want to work. Hold on, let me see. Let's just try to mirror this. You know what I think it is? I almost feel like my Wi Fi is just like kaputs. Yeah, that's happens. what it's looking like. It's looking like the Wi Fi is kaput. God damn it. Yeah, it's a great time, right? This is the perfect time. Perfect time. Well, that way, no one has to. Guys, look up my infamous waffle sticks. Please commercial. look up the Pillsbury. I'm gonna splice it in. Yeah, like that's now perfect. that is where it's just gonna creating perfect. Yeah. Put it. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's it's a classic, classic commercial. It's a classic. It's a classic. Commercial. I don't know why someone brought it up the other day. It was very weird. <laughs> this, is my first, this is this is what made me feel like I made it. Um, I was doing a commercial. I was in a cast, and uh, and I had to pee. And you, and you can't get out of the cast. Right? Oh, right, right. Yeah, right. So, like, they cleared the room and, and had this nice white gentleman. I don't know if he was in props or if he was <laughs> Teamster. I don't know what the, his real fucking... I know it wasn't take my piss. I know that wasn't his job title, but that is what he did. Like, he, like, held a little bucket while I, like, leaned over and peed. And I remember thinking to myself, I've made it. A, wh- <laughs> a, a white, white man bitch. took my piss. I am a king. You know, that's this what is you, what my ancestors fought for. This is when you went back to Brooklyn and you said, I shouldn't just be walking on the streets like this. I was like, why am I walking with these fucking peasants? These regular Negroes? No, and their needs? And their knees? I am someone. You didn't know? You didn't, in the Pillsbury commercial, you, you didn't hear? It's me. It's your boy. Ah! It's me. It's your boy. Ah! It's me. Oh, that's funny. So when you did... When you did Sunny, no one knew it was going to be what it was at that point. No. 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 What, well, what happened with that show is, so 2003, which was the, it was the very first show I did, a show called Louis or Luis with Luis Guzman. Okay. And so that was my first series regular show, and that took me to LA. Like, I shot the pilot. I was hanging with my buddy, and it was just like, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm just getting a lay to land in case the show gets picked up. Mm-hmm. Show got picked up. Um... So, yeah, what was your question? <laughs> totally forgot. Spaced out. You know what's the worst part? I just yeah, completely, I, no, I don't know why I don't, though, because I literally was like, <laughs> oh, people didn't know Sonny was going to be what it oh, was. Oh, this is what it was. Yes. Yeah, so I, like, I live, am I talking I live about in that? the moment, so That's great. it's kind of hard perfect. for me to. No, know. it's perfect. You are you. That's what makes you a good actor. Uh, so, so, Charlie Day was on Louie. Okay. Um, and he played the guy behind the counter or something like that. And so we were cool from doing that show. And then at the time, he literally was just like, hey, I'm shooting like a pilot presentation with my buddies. Uh, you know, why don't you come in and do a little improv thing? And I was like, great. And we did a little improv at uh, Rob's house, actually. Okay. Um, and it was all about 
how he didn't believe he was surprised that the house was mine. <laughs> like, oh, like, this funny. is your house. It's, it's nice. Hey, you got you got um, pictures of yourself up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like it was very it. it was very that right. You know the the vein the humor they become to be known for, and and so like shortly after that, um, got a call like, hey, we're we're actually shooting the pilot, um, and so well not the pilot they were like we're shooting the show, and they were doing it in blocks, so they were doing like you know two episodes at a time, like they were. They were shooting my scene, but then they were also shooting a scene with Jimmy Simpson, like right after that. Oh, okay. Um, that sort of thing in a in a completely different episode, and you know, Marilyn Rice Cub and all that. Um, and so I, you know, I was just like, "Oh, this is fun. Good for you guys." You know, like, <laughs> look at that! Like, you turned your little thing into Got this your little project. Then, Good wow! Job. And then this is crazy. They like, but like because they were shooting it in blocks and right on top of each other, I was like, "Oh, this isn't going anywhere." They making right. you shoot everything today right. like this shit was tyler perry style you know what i mean i was <laughs> like just what i was, I was like thinking. i was <laughs> like this is a lot um but much like tyler perry they succeeded <laughs> um, and big time and big time for huge. years for years and years yeah and so and actually my episode wasn't supposed to be the pilot the pilot was charlie gets cancer where he fakes oh, having yeah. cancer um but they moved it because i think it felt like the gang gets racist. That's the name of the episode. Mm-hmm. I think it felt like, oh, this is like the bigger explosion. This is like, and also my character was gay, so I think it was just like, we're gay, we're racist, we're hitting it all. Now you this get is the, the tone of this. So this either is, you're in, yeah, or you're in out. or you're out. Let's yeah. go home. Um, and folks were in, and I moved on for there. And Caitlin Olson, I actually knew from doing a show called The Sketch Show, Kelsey's okay. Graham Sketch Show, which was an import of some British show. So I knew her. Um, not that long, if not a year or two before then, um, doing Kelsey Grammer sketch show. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it cool how the longer you work, things just overlap and you end up just working with or meeting? Yeah, or- so many people. You just wind up. You know, I'm. I've been fortunate. I meet so many folks. You wind up meeting all these folks. You're like, hey, hey. Like I remember saying, like I remember the first time I saw you at like a casting area. Like I don't know if it was like. CBS or something like that. It <laughs> might have been. Yeah, well, I think it was Radford. It might have been. It, what was the Purgatory on? That was on ABC. On ABC. This might. It wasn't Soul Man, was it? It was before Soul Man. I feel like it was before Soul yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah. But I just remember seeing it. I was like, ah, it's the motherfucker. <laughs> like in my head, but I think in real life we were just like, hey, man, hey. And the same, because I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, of, bro. I'm thinking of all the shit. And I'm just like, yeah, hey, good yeah, yeah, so And going then, in for the. All right, cool. Okay, you want to hear something hilarious? <laughs> going back to how. You know how this game works. Motherfuckers yeah. don't know what they want. I'll never forget. There's two funny stories with this. I went into an audition for some NBC show mm-hmm. where people go back in time. <laughs> and I'm sitting here. It's hilarious, though, because I'm sitting here. And mind you, I what year did that come out? Come out. Come out either... 2015 or 2018? Okay, so 2015. Bro, I'm a clean 24. (laughs) (laughs) You feel me? Looking baby as fuck. Like, there's there's no way. But, you know, in my mind, I'm still in this game. I'm like, oh, maybe they'll go young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You never know. I went in there. I'll never forget. I'm going to go do my audition, but I can't pay attention or think because not only is it's kind of large waiting room, maybe like eight people in there, but there's one person Mr. Robert Richard, 
and he's standing in the middle of the room in 1960s garb with a bowler derby hat. <laughs> I, I could not make this up. And he's just practicing his lines in the middle of the room. And I'm just like, either he's getting this really right <laughs> or really, or really wrong. wrong. And then I saw the poster with you and a hoodie on it. I was like, <laughs> yes, that nigga got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Full on hoodie. <laughs> Full on hoodie. I was like, I don't think that derby hat was correct. Oh, no. It was like. No, 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 no disrespect. No, no, no. It was hilarious. <laughs> Not even. It was just. The no, fact. but. Just, I was like. Cats will go far and away sometimes. Bro, he, like, he had the vest. He had. I like. I was like. It, he looked like an episode of Deadwood. And I'm like. This is. This is a real commitment for this NBC network. I don't think they're gonna. Uh, but yeah, so I remember that. I remember when I auditioned for that role. I was I was possibly up for another role, and I was I was thinking about what I'd go in for. And I remember thinking to myself, if someone else gets this role, I'll kill them. <laughs> I'll fucking kill them. <laughs> Like, cause I was deciding, should I go in? Cause they were like, you got to go in for one of these. And I was like, I was like, this other one I could get, if someone else got this other thing, I'd be like, ah, right. I was like, if this one happens, I'd have to show up at that person's house, slice their throat and take away all evidence. <laughs> cause and you're then, like, I know this I, is, I, I was like, I gotta, re- I gotta replace this guy. <laughs> I'm like, oh, are we doing reshoots? They're doing reshoots for time. That's crazy. Thomas reshoots. Really? <laughs> ah, are they, so there's more auditions. I'll throw my hat in the ring. <laughs> that would have been me. Yeah. That's, I'm glad you didn't have to do that. I'm really glad I saved an actor's life. Everyone involved. I saved an actor's <laughs> life. Now I'm just thinking, maybe it's good I didn't get that. <laughs> I don't know if this would be such a cordial. <laughs> It'd be different. It'd be It'd very be different. different. It'd be different. Yeah. No, that was funny. Bro, there that that I will never forget that story. And then there's another one. It's it's not with you, but I auditioned for some shit. And I was like, oh, okay. And bro, they wrote it one way. It made mm-hmm. sense. I went in, read for it, everything. Found out nigga JB Smooth got it. <laughs> and, yeah. and I'm like, why was I called? You you either hire JB Smooth or you don't, don't hire <laughs> JB Smooth. Like you don't audition other people and JB Smooth. <laughs> Why? That's just a ridiculous, bro. There's no. <laughs> I'm crying because I'm just like oh, when I heard. Oh, that, it was, was between like, Denzel and JB Smooth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ouch. I it was it. almost me, but then JB Smooth. They just he came in the last. JB, yeah, the last second. <laughs> JB Smooth is who they give it to after they've said, you know what, we don't need to audition more. <laughs> Facts. We've had enough. Yeah, we could. We JB could. Smooth said yes. We well, can stop. You know who was that for a long time for actually in my lane? <laughs> Tyler James Williams. Tyler, that's the homie. Bro, but we for were never years, in the same he lane. got. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. We were never, we in, the were same never in the same lane. We were never in the same lane. Y'all must have been in the same. For years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. talking about for years. Like when I was really just playing the like, Let, let's get on yeah. a network show. Nigga, every time it'd be like, oh. We're going to test you. Yep. Sign this contract that says you'll be making $50,000 a week. And then, so did anybody from the test get it? No, no, they just put out an offer to Tyler James. Yeah, they just gave it to Tyler James Williams. But his quote was 
way higher than <laughs> oh no no so what they're doing is they didn't do a series contract with them they did a per episode bro I, that's happened so many times and then guess what half the shows don't go anywhere but he got that bad he got that bunny bro I'm not he's, mad at him. He's gonna be good. He's like a oh, Saudi but now, prince. But now he's <laughs> now he's hit a hole. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah, everybody hates Chris. That was already you. You're set. Like you know, people think you're rich off of like an episode or two of working, <laughs> but it's just like the real you series, man. When you're on a network series, I mean, I when you're on a network series for years, that's like, especially a sitcom sitcoms are so much and that was different because that was single camera yeah but a multi-cam sitcom is the plushest gig you can get in all of television is Mm -hmm. because you you barely do anything on a monday or tuesday (laughs) like you read and then like we did enough of this You know, so Tuesday true. to give you completely new, <laughs> they, completely new they, lines. They get bored. They're like, uh, "How about instead of onion, it's a parakeet?" And then uh, <laughs> they're like, "All right, if you want, man." And then you and go then home. the exact look. Then the studio comes in and sees it and they go, "This parakeet Joe's stupid." Yeah, well, yeah. Well, How about an onion? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, All right, genius. All right, we'll attribute him. Say we changed it. <laughs> it's literally and then you like shoot on friday like you maybe shoot some technical stuff on thursday mm-hmm. and you shoot on friday and then you make a lot of money a lot and if it, especially if it's successful or on cbs <laughs> <laughs> they don't care they're like we want this for 58 years old people love this well they try to keep shows until they know at least a whole that, that whole crowd's dying or yes. not watching television. Uh, yeah. Then we'll they go and find another They all got glaucoma, and yes. then now, now we should switch it up. Bro, they paid Charlie Sheen $2 million an episode for like for just like him being himself. And just that jokes. guy has to be the richest crackhead since Lamar Odom. I don't, sorry, I don't, I don't they, know. They don't lived near each other too, which is kind Dude, of what they did at one point. Yeah. I would imagine it's that's, easier if you can carpool. <laughs> if you can carpool, <laughs> like, listen, you hear yourself. You're, you're thinking like a poor man. I am. Oh, I have to drive well, to go both, get my crack. <laughs> Come on, man. We got guys pulling up. What are you doing? It's true. You're right. Man, I don't know what on. I'm doing. Why am I traveling Why for are you my traveling crack? Okay, your crack. Who are you, idiot? Franklin Saint pulling right up to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> but but I feel like once you get in that bracket too, they're much nicer. Probably. Yeah. This. Hey, hey yeah. how you doing? Oh, hey. Pookie playing with the dog. Yeah, you crack. <laughs> okay, I got you. Like it. Oh, I got some special for you. That black tar. Oh, oh. Sky. <laughs> he Sky. knows me. <laughs> Sky. <laughs> so. I try to almost risk my career or celebrity friendships every podcast. Because what's the point of doing a podcast if, if you, you can't, can't just risk your career or, or ruin a never, friendship? They'll never see it. And if or they they'll do, never hear. Or you know what's the best part? Once they see it, God damn it, you did it. You made it. <laughs> you you, you made really it. made it. You fucking made but it. But motherfuckers are trying to you made put it. you under Honestly, by something if, Char- if Charlie Sheen and uh, Lamar Odom... <laughs> Both have a vendetta after me. Then this this was one of your hugest episodes. Oh, by far, <laughs> by far, ever, and it will have been worth it. And for for both of us, <laughs> for both of it us, be uh, maybe I won't get any liquor. Oh, never mind. Yeah, that no, matter. You'll anymore. be all right. <laughs> I think I'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say where in in just 
where you are in life now. What what are the things because you've done so much? What are the things you want like you want to do? Uh career wise or just life wise? Uh life wise, life is cool. I've been traveling more and I dig traveling and I mm. want to keep making room to travel. I was always I used to be a person who uh who ne- who never traveled and was all always so desperate to maintain a work life that I never uh, relaxed. Yeah. And so it took me a very long time because I grew up broke and, and hustling and, and I don't mean that like Jay-Z style. I mean just like <laughs> working hard <laughs> as a person. <laughs> um, the hustle. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean it like I was on my corner selling crack cocaine. I read books. Cracking uh, your palms? Watching yeah, the long arm of the law? I know you heard it all before. I sold weed for two weeks and I smoked it all. <laughs> I was like, this is, I've had enough. This is a lot. Um, Smoky. Yeah. I was like, I'm good. Um, so, so I just, I, 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 I like the vacation and I want to keep maintaining that. I want to maintain that energy. I feel like it's slipping a little bit. Um, and work-wise, I just want to, uh, I used to say, I used to create goals and then I stopped creating new goals. I used to just be like, oh, I want to do things better than I used to do it. Like I used Mm. to, you know, form charities and teach and, 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 you know, when I was upcoming and acting and writing. I would always, after I accomplished certain dreams, like being on TV right. or doing a movie or uh, being in a play or, you know, or, or traveling for a play, um, I started going like, and then after I settled and I wasn't, I didn't accomplish the goal of like being the youngest Oscar winner ever. Right, right. You know what right. I mean? You start adjusting your stuff. And so my goal started just being, be a little bit, I wanted to do everything bigger and better. So if I was in a play, I want to be in a hit play. If I'm in a, you know, a short movie, I want to be in a long movie. You know, I want to be just bigger and better. But I stopped being specific. And so I realized I got to start being more specific mm-hmm. about my goals. Because then when you're not specific, then you allow yourself to wait. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I realized I want to write and create my own show. And so for the last couple of years, I've just been pitching. You know, like the other goal is I was like, I want to get paid for writing. I was like, I want to mm-hmm. create my show and I want to create, uh, and I want to get paid for writing. So, and that was heavily during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. In the pandemic, I was just like, I was like, I want to do, and that was an excellent opportunity because I think I allowed my acting success to allow me to relax and all these other things that I normally had interests in, right. you know, or I really had interest in when I was younger. Um, and so pandemic allowed me to do all these things it allowed me to start writing these plays and these movies and pitch these TV ideas or create these pitches for TV ideas that I usually would allow to sort of, sort of lean by the wayside. You know? Right. Right. Started podcasts, started writing, you know, as the pandemic started uh, relaxing, started writing stand up comedy, started doing stand up. And um, so you recently started stand up. I recently started, I'd say I started stand up about a year ago. Cause I was gonna, I was gonna say because of your comedic timing, I'm like, I'm shocked you didn't already do it. I thought I, that was one of the questions I was just gonna ask you. Like, do you do stand up? I or? did stand up. So this is what happened. I did stand up um, probably a handful of times in around 2002. Okay. Um, and did some sketch comedy with some local New York folks of mine, friend, friends of mine. Um, and then it all stopped once I went to LA cause I didn't have a car and, and, and all the connections and I was there to act. So I didn't need stand up and blah, blah, blah. 
Um, but I always thought that was going to be a big part of things. Um, cut to 20 years later, post-pandemic, trying to figure out what's the next way for me to express my voice. Um, and I got these buddies. We call each other the worst crew ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's me, Leonard Robinson, Craig Robinson, Eric Griffin. Oh, fire. Uh, yeah, all all actual stand-up comedians and actors. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and Eric was hosting at the lab and was inviting me to uh, perform. Uh-huh. And... Took me maybe two months to write something, and I was like, "Boom, I'll, I'll do it." And the first time in twenty years, I performed, and um, I think my closing bit, one of my closing bits, one of it was about Chris Pratt voicing things, uh, <laughs> but the closing bit was I wanted to take a joke that I did twenty years ago and tell it that same day for the audience and see if it'd have the same effect. Right. And the joke was, uh, the joke was a. Uh, so R. Kelly is in a paper for diddling children. <laughs> a lot of laughter. I know. Still applies. Still, 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 I guess applies. How does this joke work? Uh, that was like my big. I was like, oh, I'm really excited to do that. Um, but yeah, so I've just been doing a lot of, um, a lot more stand up. Um, right. Like. You know, if I'm in a new, and I'm trying to get a depth because, you know, I know my buddy Eric is, is, you know, when he's given me the opportunity, he's really trying to test me. Like, I remember mm-hmm. I was, I was doing a gig and I, and I, you know, when I did that first gig, I fucking killed. And Eric was like, are you a stand up or are you doing a one man show? Uh, <laughs> like, Thank you for the support. Um, but I remember, so I come back to do like a 10 minute gig and, and I do the gig. When I first came back, I was like, fucking killed. Uh, I come back, I do another show and I'm like. And the audience, I could tell, is mediocre. But I'm like, I got my 10 minutes. I'll be mm-hmm. all right. And I do it. And it's it's dry, you know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's real, real arid extra dry. And, uh, and, I do, and I do my time. And then I'm like, all right, Eric, uh, anytime you want to, you know, get this going. And he's like, and he makes a whole big show of it. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm done. He's like, you only did five minutes. I was like, I did. <laughs> I did 10 minutes. He's like, you only get five. He's like, guys, he's speaking to the audience. Guys, uh, Malcolm's new to this. He doesn't know anything about stand-up comedy. Uh, Malcolm, you got to do more time. And I'm like, okay. So now I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to my notepad. I'm going to notes. I'm I'm thinking of jokes I have, half-written, trying to execute or move around, do a little thing, and I finish off. So so afterwards, and I know what Eric's trying to do. He's trying to keep me going. Mm. So afterwards, I'm in there, and I'm like, you know, I thought I did 10 minutes. He was like, nah, man, you only did five. I was like, well, I recorded it. I'm pretty sure I did 10 minutes, but I'll check later. And one of the other comics is like, or, you know, you could check now. And I was like, <laughs> All right. And I check. And my original set was nine minutes and 40 seconds. Wow. <laughs> so, he just was keeping so he you. was like, do five more minutes. So I wound up doing 15 minutes that night. And I've since done like 20 minutes and I've since done, you know, however many on it. And, you know, every time I'm shooting somewhere, fortunately, over the last year, I've been in different places. And so I've, you know, performed in Jersey and performed in um, Toronto and in L.A. And so, you know, that's been my thing is like, I think actually since not this birthday, but my birthday last year, I was just like, I wanted to, I literally, I was with a buddy of mine and I was just like, I, and I saw a poster for some stand up, but I was like, I'm, I think I'm going to just do it. 
and just did five minutes there. And and I've, I've just been doing different types of stand-up, like improv stand-up, surrounded, where an audience work and crowd oh, work. Oh, okay. And just different ways to just sort of get the muscles, to train the muscles in terms of being a an actual stand-up comic. Damn, is that like a class thing, or do people really do just shows where they're surrounded? Well, there's different shows. My my buddy Mike Falzone is a is a stand up comic. Uh, he's touring right now, but he does a surrounded show. So oh, he'll wow. invite himself included. He'll have about five people, and he'll d- just do a, a stand up comedy show and around no prepared material, just audience work, just crowd work. Wow. Yeah, and that's I've done, dope. Yeah, and I've done shows uh, with my friend Nazanin where you know, real local and small. Will they just give you a word? Do you know what I mean? And you gotta gotcha. go. Um, so I love doing that because it was just like, okay, this is gonna make me better and prepare me for not performing for thirty of my friends, mm-hmm. but for random cities, random towns. Because um, you realize, you know, what my buddy Eric was trying to say when he was like, "Are you stand up or are you doing a one man show?" Which is that the shows are gonna be different, mm-hmm. and you you can't. Going there thinking, I got my stuff that kills. Yeah. I, I got this. This shit ain't TV. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You you really have to adjust. You can come and do some shit. So I've gone in there with with nothing planned, or I've gone in there where I know I had 10 minutes, but I was like, let me just figure some shit out, talk to the audience for a little bit, figure right. out, you know what I mean? See if I can get some laughs from there. You know, I, I had a show. My mom came to town. <laughs> you know, my mom's a huge supporter um, of all my stuff since I was a little kid. You know, like I said, as long as it's funny. And so, um, you know, she's sitting in the audience, and I just riff with her for for about eight minutes, just me and my mom talking in front of the audience. You know what I mean? I was like, my mom's here, so I'll try not to do anything too taboo. So I'm fucking my girl. uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? And just just silly, fun sort of stuff like that. And uh, But that's what it is. It's like, you know, I think people think, Comedy is a lot easier, or that once you're successful, you'll you'll easily knock it out. And I remember my manager at one point in my career was like, "We got to get you doing stand up. We got to get you doing, you know, blah blah blah." And I was like, "I was like, it's not. I was like, this is like telling a chef to farm. Yeah, I can't. I'm not going to suddenly immediately be amazing at this. I was like, you telling me to try this career is a is a harder career than a." career i'm already I'm, I'm succeeding just... and trying and know how to do mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah. so i i get i get it you know and eventually look i'm doing it right so i eventually get it but i'm like if that's where you're placing your betty on like just be a better manager <laughs> well you know it's funny now now that manager wouldn't tell you to do stand up they would just be like hey make some tiktoks well, you, you know, it's funny. Well, I mean, I still have to say manager, and it's hilarious because I'm doing stand-up now. He's like, all right. <laughs> He's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Great timing. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck. Let's make actual money. Yeah. He's like, TV's oh, better. Yeah, yeah. How about you pick up a hobby in the midst of a pandemic? <laughs> uh, crowd-based hobby. That's Location. So funny. <laughs> it's the pandemic and just watching. I'm a huge huge stand-up fan so first mm-hmm. off if you're ever doing anything local you gotta let me know For sure but it's one of the things I, and i always say like i, I want to try it i've just like what gave you the confidence to just go do it because i know with myself like it's not even a lack of confidence really mm-hmm. but it's just like okay i gotta sit myself down because it just kind of what you're saying you're i'm not gonna put myself in a situation where i'm not prepared mm-hmm for things in general. Like if I'm doing something, I'm taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not just, oh, fuck it, let me just try this. Like, no. So I think it's 
the planning of writing the jokes, but then also just the, man, the confidence of like, I'm about to go up here and say this shit and let's see how people take it. Yeah. Well, do you do theater at all? Do you do? I did a lot of, well, I did more theater when I was younger. I did The Lion King. Mm -hmm. Um, I play Young Simba. And then, hey. I, I, yeah, Cadillac Palace Flex. in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I did A Raisin in the Sun. Yes, at, uh, yes, yes. What was it? The Goodman. The old yeah. Goodman in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So same confidence only. Um, they'll tell you immediately if they think you suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very like, quickly. That's It's really, I mean, I don't know. I've done a lot of things. I think I don't mind doing things for the first time. Mm. I think that's probably saying it for the first time out loud, the key to my career. Um, right. I don't mind trying to do something new. The fear doesn't scare me. <laughs> hey, that's do you good. know what I mean? Like I, you know, I used to do, I used to do spoken word. I used to do poetry and slam poetry mm. all the time. And, you know, New York and poetry cafe. And I remember that I remember to this day, the very first time I got on stage and did a poem. Okay. Um, you know, I was probably somewhere around 19 years old. And I remember getting up on stage. I remember thinking I was dope, pretty much. Just <laughs> yeah. in my head, just in my head, knowing I know how to perform. I know these words are good. Mm -hmm. I think what I wrote was good. And I remember getting on stage and while performing, I think I remember the poem, but I what I remember most of all was feeling my legs shake. And I feel like I even might have looked down and could see them shake. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but, but one thing I knew for sure was that I had to finish. Mm -hmm. I had to finish and keep going. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I wound up being on the New York and Poetry team, wound up winning a lot of slams in New York. That wound up being my life right. for a very long time. But it started with shaky legs on a stage. You know? And, and so... That's what allows me to then switch to stand-up. Like, I, you know, I went to stand-up and I thought I'd be funny and it worked. And honestly, the first time was not as scary as probably the time after bombing. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Because that's trauma. Yeah. Technically, like, you know, not... Yeah, no, sense. no, for sure. But like going up there and going, shit, I think I'm about to try and do the same thing that got a bad reaction. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which, which, as I've gotten older, I sometimes do, sometimes don't, right? Like you make adjustments or you try and find out if the same material works for different audiences. Like there's a lot more sort of planning or study that goes into being a stand-up comedian or into being the type of stand-up comedian I'd like to be mm -hmm. than I think people expect. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's a versatility and an understanding and a planning and a freedom um, and a quickness and a pace and a steadiness um, and a work ethic Yeah, that is um, unparalleled to a lot of other jobs. No, I completely agree. I yeah. completely agree. I, I've never met a stand-up who made the shit look easy. If you know what they're doing, you know what I mean. If you see the work they're putting in, you're like, "Oh, this shit isn't easy." Like you, no. it's a grind. Like, it's no, I used to follow. You know, there there's a period where I was like super sober, okay. and I would follow my comedian buddies because it was the easiest way to uh, just get late night entertainment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean, and yeah. not like get super fucked up, right? Mm -hmm. And I'd follow like a buddy of mine, like Eric, uh, or a buddy of mine, like Mike Black, and I'd go like. Oh, y'all hustle, hustle. Like, you'll do a show at 11.30, at 12.30, at 1.30, mm -hmm. at 
in four or five different spots. And I'm just like, that is your night. My boy Eric will do that and do all new material for all those spots. Do you know what I mean? With a with a, with a little bit of crossover. Right. You know what I mean? With a little and you sit there and go like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Because one testing might, those waters. They testing the waters because one might think you might go, okay, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna spend one night doing all the same material, but at four different spots would be insane. Mm-hmm. Would be a lot. Be like, wow, okay, I bet you learned a lot of it. But then to go, I'm gonna just do completely new shit at every spot for a night. You know what I mean? Because then yeah. how big is that book after a week, after two, after a month? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's how you become great and not just good and not just working. You know what yeah. I mean? Or not just appearing, because, you know, you also don't get paid anything when you're starting, which is what I learned, because they all made fun of me, because I would go there, and Eric was like, you know, come do the show, and I was like, so do I get a piece of the door? And he was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you're like, but I mean, is there, what am I doing here? I was like, how does this work? Do I get, they're I, like. How does that work for general, like, when people just go do stuff like the Laugh Factory or the store? I, I don't know that because I haven't performed at that level. Yeah. Right? I've done I've done the lab and a couple other places. But I'll tell you this. When I did Eric's show, they gave me a W-2 and a $10. For t- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he was like, you know, for taxes. And I thought he was joking. And he handed me real paper. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's hilarious. And then I did... Not the comedy store, um, maybe the place I should know the name of, but I did the a improv. Con- maybe I can't. I can't fucking remember. I got a piece of paper, email, but uh, <laughs> a piece of paper. <laughs> but I remember I did the I did a uh, like contest, and I won a hundred dollars because I won, and I was like, I paid more in this contest than actually performing <laughs> with and for my friends doing stand up. I was like, I, I guess I just gotta compete. I guess I just love it. <laughs> I guess so. And you and you, and you gotta just keep doing it, man. Yeah, I really thought I was. Uh, I really thought I was gonna get super paid early, and uh, apparently, I gotta work towards. Really, more you money. thought that after what you've done in all like, these years? I was like, <laughs> just like I, I did like my grind. I was you like, don't know me. Set. I put out an album. <laughs> Write the book. Gold. <laughs> Gold. Gold. This is it. <laughs> oh man. Duke, who had the last poppin' comedy album? Um, last amazing comedy album. It, I've been it, I've been watching more specials than I've been watch than I've been listening to albums. Yeah, because I'm just wondering, I'm like, what's what was the last one that was like everybody was like, whoa, this was you know. Chris Rock stand up was good, the one on Netflix. That one was pretty good. I mm. thought Charlene's boy was pretty good. Charlene's which uh, one was that? Which was Dion's. He uh Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, was that was pretty good. good. That was good. Um I like Tom Segura. Oh, you know what? I haven't I always see his name and I haven't given him like a full chance. Like I just haven't watched yeah. the stand up yet. I like him. What's funny about Tom Segura is I was with my lady um in Kansas City with her parents and they love stand up. Mm. So we're all watching stand up and I'm like, let's watch Tom Segura. And they like a little off color stuff. Mm. And he proceeds to do a bit <clears throat> about um how much your mom is a slut. <laughs> <laughs> and how your dad is a hideous horny monster <laughs> who's fucking the shit out of your mom. And he's like, I know this is probably weird for you, and that's why I'm doing it. 
and it's me, my girl, and her parents. And it's, and I am fucking laughing my, I'm trying to hold it in, but I'm clearly just, I'm embarrassed, but I find it fucking hilarious. (laughs) It's just funny because they're like, did you know this joke was in? Well, they don't know, but you could tell they're like slightly like, you know they don't want to laugh. It's not that they don't find it funny. You know that they don't want to laugh mm-hmm. too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? And my girl is here and she's mortified. And it's, again, humor she would normally find funny. But it, cl- <laughs> it hits too close to home. <laughs> but it's happening right now while everyone's cuddling. <laughs> and it's amazing. And I'm just going off. And every once in a while, you know, you hear the dad just. <laughs> and then just. And that's the thing. You can't, neither one of them can, can't nobody laugh too much. I'm probably the only one that can really comfortably laugh. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) In that moment, you know. That's where the best humor comes from, though. Like, uncomfortable. Oh, Just shitty things that happen. Horrible. But finding, just finding that good. I love it. Yeah. That's funny. He's a funny guy. The the comedy thing you did, the Hulu show, what was that called? Which one? What the uh, the recent one. Uh, the it seems like it was a sketch. I want to watch it. Oh, um, history of the world part two. History of the world. Yes. So is that kind of in the vein of? Um, uh, I had done an episode of that. Uh, Drunk history. Kind of uh, almost. I think. Okay. It, I think it'll give definitely give you uh, a lot of that flavor. It's so before Drunk History and before this show. Uh, there's Mel Brooks History of the World. Right. By so, the way, that's crazy though that like you're working with Mel Brooks. That's fucking it's awesome. Let me, let me, like let me, that's a while. Let me tell you something. Right. Yes and no. Right. So 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 I'm a huge Mel Brooks fan. Like I I grew up being a Brooklyn dude who's a fan of Mel Brooks. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm watching Blazing Saddles and High Anxiety <laughs> and all of that shit. Right. Yeah. So I got to so. Um, History of the World came out in I want to say late seventies. I should do research, but it's I don't <laughs> care. Um, it came out, and it's basically it's it's a parody movie. It's about um, it's like different uh, times in in American in in history, mm-hmm. and just making fun of it. Gotcha. Um, and and you know like the Spanish the Spanish Inquisition, or about Romans or Jews or kings and. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 in in Egypt, I mean, not just Jews. Well, Jews in general, because it's Mel Brooks. Yeah. Um, but so we basically, instead of making a movie out of it, and instead of making a sequel out of it, um, we made a... Uh, no, it came out in 89? Anyway, who cares? Uh, <laughs> instead of making a movie out of it, they made a TV show out of it. Gotcha. So the TV show is is sketches. It's sketches from all time periods, whatever is funny, whatever is relevant. Some of it uh, harkens to movies. Um, you know, mine is basically it's World War Two, right? Mm-hmm. But it's it's a kind of a parody of Saving Private Ryan. Do you know ah, what I mean? The, the throw up scene uh, in the very beginning, the battle scene, and, and Saving Private Ryan. And then at another another point, I'm Idi Amin doing uh, like a great dictator cook off or something like that, something like that. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So so the show is it's, it's a sketch comedy show. You that's know what I mean? Cool. But it's cool because it's got uh, Ike Barinholtz and um, and Nick Kroll and Wanda Sykes um, as producers. Mel Brooks was a producer, would approve uh, everything. That's, um, a, that's so good. Yeah, when we had the premiere, he gave a speech. And it was a surprise because we didn't know he was going to come out. And he doesn't really come out as much because, yeah, uh, you know, he can't afford to get sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and Damn, so he, after 2020, that probably changed all year. Yeah, you know what I mean? So so he came out and, and, and hosted and he's funny as fuck. 
fuck, man. Like to this day, like he came out and he was like, um, you know, I don't come out often. So, you know, I was going to come out here and then I was watching the news and I, uh, and I thought I'd share with you something from the news. Um, tonight there's going to be highs of 87 and uh high of 88 and it'll be cloudy. <laughs> I know people die. I know it's like like you thought it was gonna be like super political. Yeah. He's and like, it was nope. just like it's gonna be it's gonna there might be some sun. <laughs> and I was like and I was like, that's that's the fucking genius of it, because you think it's gonna be like Oh yeah, let's push some buttons or like mm. how is a, you know, 80 probably 90 something. How is he going to like relate and and be this and it's just like he fucking like he always does takes a fucking left turn. Left turn do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's fucking genius and and so I got to be a part of that. I got to, you know, I, you know, I got to say I'm a part. I here's why I'm also very fortunate as an actor is that I get to appear in things, leave and act like I'm truly a part of it. <laughs> like history of the world part two was like that the boys is like that i've right. done a couple but you know i got the boys because it's it's kripke who who created timeless and ah, so okay i'll come in as much as i'm available as much as they need me per year which is usually winds up to like one to three episodes fire. and uh, you know and then i get to do something else where they go malcolm from the boys i'm like i guess i, I am guess i guess so I, i'm there I you guess. know what though that's a testament to though and Fortunately, I feel like I've I've had the same, but like it's a testament too to like your you're apparently a, a, I I wouldn't know, but now you're you're apparently a pleasure to work with though, man. Like people don't you know people don't do that shit if they just don't enjoy working with you, you know, or if or even if they whether they enjoy working with you or not, you're giving them what the fuck they need, and yeah, that's even yeah. so you know what I mean. But also, I could I can only imagine that you're easy to work with. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think that's a. That's a true testament too, because like you know, you see, come on, man, I can only imagine the amount of people you've seen drop out, and maybe not all by their choosing. Yeah, it's. I do, I do think it's important to have allies in this business. Mm -hmm. I do think it's important to make a good impression, or I can tell you that's what works for me. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people <laughs> that can just be assholes. That can be lone assholes. They made it when they first got it, and they can do that. For me, it's been about look. I enjoy what I do. Like nine nine times out of ten on a day in the set, if if we can get everybody, if everyone could understand, if all the actors could understand that there's nobody on set doing what they want to do more than them, then everybody would have a really great day. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because some of these folks want to be gaffers and some of them don't. You know what I mean? Some people want to be teamsters, some people don't. You know what I mean? But so, ain't no actor there who's ain't like, nobody I, don't like I fucking doing hate acting. No. I want. I wanted to be out of factory. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The so, assembly line was way better than this yeah, shit. This is bullshit. I what they got it crafty? Yeah, I could have <laughs> been fucking giving people fries. <laughs> this, this is, I, I've yet to run into one. So for me, it's about understanding that I enjoy my job, and if I understand that, then everybody can have fun, and this whole thing can be fucking fun, man. Yeah, this whole thing, like. Some of it is very hard in terms of hours and being away from your family and trying to get shit right and worrying if you're going to get canceled while you're trying to pay bills and all of that. That shit, that shit's life and it's the yeah. career and that part's hard. But getting to do what you want to do isn't 
hard and and right. that and that part is fun and so i i try and do that and also uh, i'm a huge believer that at some point i'm going to get a, in a drunken wreck and i'm going to need some of my famous friends to give me a job <laughs> <laughs> you're like hey it's going to be my fault and uh I'm guys need, i just i'm going to need public opinion and friends well, it, and <laughs> friends <laughs> hopefully some of them were on friends do you know what i mean uh, you know? just you know don't I mean Matthew Broderick has done okay. You know what I mean? Anybody, if I can get any Matthew to help me out, Broderick, <laughs> help me Perry, out. No, anybody. No, you don't know the Matthew Broderick story. Didn't didn't he hit somebody? Did he kill somebody? Yeah, in Ireland. Uh, there's a there's a lot of folks that kill people. <laughs> <laughs> he's not special. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> it's not huge about him. It doesn't make him special. Yeah. Him being Simba. Now that was you know special. what I mean. <laughs> That's a big deal. <laughs> the producers, a- speaking of Mel Brooks. Right. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I, I love the uh, the episode of Curb where they're doing the producers. Oh, I haven't seen it in so long. Oh, I don't remember. Man. I bet it's good, though. It's a, it's a classic episode. Right, because they're trying to sing or something yeah, like well, that? Yeah, well, and also it's just you're getting uh, Larry David to do the producers. And then, you know, this guy, he's difficult. Everything's, a, you know, I, I, we really got a, a whole lot of that. Like, I, I think in that episode, one of them, they're they're getting ready. They're doing the table reads or something. Because mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like they run the season. Like Yeah, they're tr- they're putting it on. Yeah, right? they're putting it yeah. on in New York. And so Larry's like, all right, all right, I'll do it. And he's doing it with, I think it's Ben Stiller. Yes, and then, okay. And then that's the whole when Ben Stiller's like, <laughs> someone gets out of the passenger seat. And then Ben Stiller's like, all right, uh, Larry, we're going to go to the, just get in the front seat. Larry's like, well, why, why'd I got to get in the front seat? She got out. I'm, I'm comfortable. I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to drive you around, Larry. Like I'm, <laughs> like, I'm just like your, your driver or something. He's like, yeah, it takes more time if you just start. And of course that starts a thing. <laughs> it's a, it's, I love that show. Cause that is so life. That's life, mm-hmm. man. Like people make. Big deals out of very many mm-hmm. things. I auditioned for the new version of it. I swore I was going to get it. I didn't get it. I couldn't believe it. Of the the producers? I, I, no, no. Of Kirby Enthusiasm. Oh, I that. remember. I was like, I was like, I fucking got this, and I didn't. They went with JB Smooth. As they should have. As they should have. As they fucking should have. <laughs> oh man, it's amazing that he he crushes it on that show though. Like. Great. He's great, man. Yeah, great. I've been, great. I've met, we've met on occasion uh, a couple times, and uh, I'm, I'm in awe of him, man. I, I, I'm just like, I just see how far he can go and do all yeah. of that, like, and how long he's been at it there, you know? Because I think, I believe he started on Saturday Night Live at one point as a writer. Oh wow! Um, at one point, do you know what I mean? Damn. And I, I'm pretty sure it's like he was one of those that like couldn't get his shit really properly off. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of brothers that can't get their shit properly off of a Saturday Night Live. You yeah. know what I mean? And women, and you know, it's it's tough. I think too with a show like that, especially in today's time. I want. I feel like the show, <laughs> like our government. I think <laughs> the show needs a restructuring. Mm-hmm. Um, because i I think there. I think it's still doable to do a show mm-hmm. like that. It just, it doesn't feel like it hits the same as like it. It it just feel it feels run down. I think sketch comedy is very very hard. Yeah, I think sketch comedy is hard 
Saturday Night Live, it's like, I don't know how many notes I can have for a show that already exists for 30-something-odd years. That's like, my point. It's like, it needs like, like a you, refresher you, or something, well, but what, do you, what, what do you do? You do? do? What do you, yeah. who, they, they feel fine. And then, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Whoever's cashing these checks, yeah, they're going to they be okay. all right. Um, but I do like a, you know, especially as it's growing, I do like a like a Black Lady Sketch show or mm, yeah. or even, what is it, um... Fuck, I can't get his name right, but uh, thank you for asking. I think it's called. Oh, okay. Um, sketch is hard, man. I can't imagine doing an hour and a half sketch. And you can't, um, and also on network television, that makes it, it twice it, as hard. It's all hard. I mean, it's like Key and Peel, Chappelle show, all all the great shows. Um, it's hard to say like all of them had like great show every half hour, oh, like yeah, every yeah. fucking week. Mm. Every sketch was great. Like that's the rough, that's always the most interesting part where you watch a sketch and you're like, oh wow, okay, so that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> but but like, I know another one's coming. Yeah, right another up, one's so coming right back right. up. Um, so I don't know, man. Sketch sketch comedy is just a a very hard thing, and I don't really know. You know, I I love doing it. I've had a lot of fun. I don't, you know, I haven't done it really a whole lot in terms of on television and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or or made it a career because it uh. <laughs> doesn't pay any money yeah i was gonna say unless it's your show and even if it is your show apparently it does yeah, still doesn't pay you like, gotta get your own thing like you get paid much more being a character than being a ske- yeah. sketch person and it can pay off like if you leave snl and you become a big movie star you're like your ticket is is written you know what mm-hmm. i mean um or stamped or whatever the fucking metaphor is <laughs> um cliche um, but like until then, like it's just like equal money or something. I think yeah. Saturday Night Live. I think everyone gets paid the same, and that sounds horrible. Really? I, I, I'm pretty sure it's a what was it called when everyone? A was favorite paid? nations. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's favorite nations. Wow. Or, or tiered favorite nations or that something make, like that. Yeah. And I was like, uh, so once I got to a certain part of my career, there's not no the way. performers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they so, can pay. So like once I got to a certain point in my career, it just never made sense to. Do sketch comedy yeah. or do anything that's favorite nations. Like I'm just like, yeah, no, no I want to get paid more than someone, <laughs> <laughs> someone who hasn't really been doing this yeah. for years. Yeah, that would be my thing. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a better way to do it. We were it's crazy. We we're favorite nations on the wire. Oh yeah, yeah. That makes that, doesn't make sense, yeah. <laughs> bro. Listen, I, I don't. They when I tell you that was one of those like, gotcha, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> but obviously one of the greatest yeah. career things but you know how they hit you with the opportunity where they love the listen it's gonna be we huge do, we don't have any money but the opportunity then yeah. people will see you and then it'll turn into well that's also wild because they never gave it its proper respect i mean that's yeah. i'm sure the story i mean it's same for like freaking snowfall you know what i mean Man. like you're like wow we have ended it and it still hasn't popped the entertainment award zeitgeist yeah, at and, all. And the shows you'll see sometimes that get it, and you're like, huh? Yeah. Like, you're like, how are you? How is this a cable drama that isn't regularly nominated for all the, for cinematography, yeah, that makes no sense. for for acting, for writing, for directing? Like a hundred percent snowfall. Well, you know why? There's okay. only one white guy, Teddy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if Snowball was an imagine Obviously. Oscar for best performance, oh, you know what it'll be? It just go, it's just Oscar, Teddy. Emmy, it just goes to Teddy. It's just an Emmy for Teddy. Emmy for Teddy. Isn't that what happened? Didn't uh, what was it? Was it Creed? Where it's like uh, 
Sylvester Stallone was the only one nominated for an Oscar or really? something like that? <laughs> That's why. I don't know. I don't want to spread shit. I don't remember. No, but I, it happens. <laughs> I think it, it happens. was pretty sure. It was like, like really? I know, I, know uh, I think even on The Wire, it was nominated one year, but it was only like Alexa Fogel for casting. <laughs> 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 it is like a word. Okay, okay. I guess she did do a bang up job. A great but, job. But man, can't none of these but niggas do you think get Shouldn't one of the acting thing then follow? Nah, 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 nah. No? You remember those years? Entourage. Whoa. Yeah, like the like Entourage was one of those years. I remember, I remember I went to the, uh, it's funny because I would go to like the HBO parties and stuff. And then uh, we uh, went to the Emmy party out of here. And I remember just talking to like characters from True Blood and Entourage. You know, two fucking I like. I know y'all getting paid. I know, oh, the, mm-hmm. and they're all sitting there. Ah, oh, our show shit. I I would much rather be on. I'm like, no, you don't, motherfucker. No, you want this? But no, you want this? Uh, they got a drink after a drink <laughs> named after y'all at yeah. the fucking bar right now. Mm-hmm. Whole shit is True Blood themed. You don't want this shit, but you know, it's it, it's like everything else that we're talking about. Like it's. Once you do certain things, though, mm-hmm. you want to, and that's, I feel you completely on that because I'm that same way. A lot of times it might even make sense to stay a path because it's like, this shit is working. But it's like, you get like, all right, yeah. well, I knocked that out. Let's, yeah. you know. I remember, I think I was supposed to audition for something, somebody named Black Something on Entourage. And I think Black. I was like, ah, I think I was like, I'm good. I, I read for, obviously, I read for the Bow Wow role. The Bow Wow. <laughs> You know that Obviously. that, that happened, uh, but then I was I was still in high school at the time. Yeah, and then you know he was twenty two and Bow Wow. Yeah, so both of those things, <laughs> those things probably. I think them it was out. the age. Honestly. Yeah, it was probably the but, age thing. Probably edged them out. <laughs> yeah, but I just remember I was just like, I'm like I want to do this shit. That was an interesting period because it was just like, I, I feel like black actors. You have to go through this thing all the time where you're dealing with ethical and moral stuff mm. or identity and blackness and you're like I would just like to play a part like I just remember like at the time I probably was debating whether or not I should go in and for black so and so on entourage a mostly white show <laughs> and then I'm up here it's a very white show and then and then I'm also debating because I which I wound up doing the Sopranos because I was just like do I want to play a crack Because they got dealer? you cracked, yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, it was interesting because I'm, like, debating, you know, and, and like, uh, you know, the woman that plays my sister, she's in, like, crack makeup. You know mm, what I mean? I remember, yeah. And, and I'm, like, feeling like I lucked out because I got to be cracked <laughs> up. You know what I mean? She's like, do I look alike? I'm like, you look fine. You know what I mean? What are you doing? We're hey, playing. girl, you working. This, you know what I mean? Also, it's like, this is what we're playing, man. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's yeah. too late to feel any other way <laughs> but here. 100% this. You That's already it. went through makeup. You yeah, know we you in makeup. I can't, I don't think we're going to get any more tips <laughs> about this. Like, I'm dealing crack right now. <laughs> That's who I am. That's who I am. I'm a crack dealer. Don't make me feel any bad about it right now. What was the character name? Uh, Crack dealer. I don't know. I'm sure it was like Tyrone or Tyrell or Ron. You know what I I've mean? I've played both Tyrone and yeah, Tyrell. I'm sure it was some version of that. You know what I mean? It wasn't inaccurate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like, I think I finally was just like, I was like, well, look, all these Italians are playing mobsters. Like, well, who am I? <laughs> good, very good point. I think we're all stereotyping around yeah, I think, here. So. I think we're doing all right if we really knock it out the park. <laughs> 
That's you guys funny. are getting Emmys. I think I'll be okay. <laughs> oh, that's you know, funny. like you can only put so many crack dealers on your resume if they're not like elite crack dealers. Oh, yeah. It got to <laughs> be like, oh, mean? you had a scene with Denzel? Yeah, like, oh, like it's got to yeah, be, yeah. you know what I mean? It got to be the wire. Like, I remember I did a play and I played a crack dealer, but he had like, he was gay and had a heart of gold. So I, <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, he's really doing something. How do you get in this game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this don't even make sense. It was hidden. You know what I mean? Crack dealer, heart of gold. It was a long road. It was a long road. Second you start cooking, that heart of gold goes out. The, the, second you got the Pyrex, it's like, stop it, man. You're trying to destroy a community. It's for my people. <laughs> for my people. Not outside this door, but not inside here, this but house. Here. Not, no, no, no. Not your people. <laughs> not I mean, that kind of. I did that so you wouldn't have to. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Three to five books that changed your life. Oh, fuck. Okay, this might work because it, it would be when I used to still read. Uh, <laughs> let me see here. Uh, there's uh, recently I read something, uh, The Abomination um, by, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name, but I wrote Star Wars. I've worked with him once or twice, but it's a really good book. It's fun. It's fantasy. It's a lot of fun. The Abomination? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a, it's a it's just about a sort of other world and i think i just hadn't seen someone create that world so fully and so well and create characters like that in a long time and so that meant a lot oh robert swindells is it the abomination the carnivia trilogy or? no it's it's about a whole other gosh dang it I'll figure it out. The I'll abominations of Yondo. There's a lot of abominations. There's a lot of abomination pieces, right? <laughs> you know what? I'll, ne- I'll figure oh, it Paul out. Oh, Paul Goulding, the abomination? No, I'll know. You know how I know how this is such a weird way for me to figure it out? I did a show called Nerd Court. It's by Bob Witta. Bob Witta. Yeah. Okay. I did a show called Nerd Court, and he was behind it in some way, shape, or form. Okay. Um, then there's, uh, maybe you heard of it, uh, uh, the autobiography of Malcolm X. Uh, oh, wait, was that the guy who? No, I'm kidding. Yes. yes, that was that was a big one for me because for me it was. I read it when I was in high school, um, where I felt very other in a school. I went to math and science high school, mostly white, Asian, uh, definitely related to the Asian folks more than the white folks. Yeah. Um, but at a certain time, I felt like uh, I think it's chapter fifteen, mascot, where he talked about. You know, how he was popular in school, but how he felt like because he was in this predominantly white school at, at that particular point of his life, or the, the white people that were around him at that particular point of his life felt like they would be with him through thin but not thick. Mm. And that's how I felt at my school, I realized. I, I realized that I, in a lot of ways, felt like other, felt like a mascot, felt like I would be there for one point, but not if things got to a real point. Mm. And so that was a really big deal. Um, but just the story in general just sort of really shaped my life, my perspective, my point of view um, in a lot of ways. I mean, I think my senior quote for high school is ignorance is mistaking me for one of the other eight black guys. Like, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Like I was like, and college year was like my freshman year was, was interesting because I don't think I talked to white people. <laughs> in, gotcha. in class um just because I, I, if you're treated a certain way in an academic setting 
and people let you down in a certain way, at some point you start to go, fuck it, I don't really need this. Like, mm -hmm. I don't need to befriend you just to, at some point, you make some joke that makes me just feel not comfortable or you say some sort of word or do something that makes me go, oh, you never really saw me. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I need that. <laughs> no, facts. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, you know, things changed. And, you know, after being with a certain people for a certain amount of time, you know, I was able to create friendships and relationships and things that worked out. But, you know, I don't think it actually changed how I really perceived how we are looked at in this business and this mm -hmm. work in these environments where you are part of this collegiate system, when you are part of this elite system, how you still are treated like othered or just treated like that special Negro or, you know, mm -hmm. they can't wait to figure out why you actually don't belong there. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was something that I, I definitely learned a lot from that. Um, what else have I been reading? Um, I don't know. It's been so long and I get very high. <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I got right now. What, do I, what else is there? I don't know. I can probably tell you movies quicker than books. That was uh, going to be my next one. So yeah. Perfect. Because uh, this will just be long silences and then I'll text you later. <laughs> um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind was Ooh. really amazing for me. Love that. It was really good. I made my cousin eat mushrooms and watch that. And uh, Never done that, but that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, I don't know if it was a good idea to do to him. It was funny to me. <laughs> it was hilarious to me. It was very, very He was funny. very new to mushrooms, apparently. He was new to mushrooms, had never seen the movie, but knew what was happening in the movie. And then there's still at one point goes, I know what's happening, but turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> Too much for you, I understand. <laughs> I get you, I get you. I really like that. Malcolm X movie was a big deal. Man, that when you the second you said the autobiography of Malcolm X, I'm like, that movie was movie's great. <laughs> movie's great. Movie's great. I remember thinking like three hours. But then <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, okay. This right. bro this brother starved. <laughs> That movie's great when he does this. <laughs> oh, and everybody. Yeah. And then they use that again in The Heart of They Fall. The Heart of They Fall. The Heart of They Fall with uh from, oh, yeah, they do. Regina yeah. King when she's yeah. uh, at the train and mm -hmm. she's like this and she's got him and she does that with the leather glove. I love it. Because it always gets that same look. Yeah. This nigga got too much power. <laughs> yeah. Hold on now. I love it. I That's fucking amazing. love it, man. I always loved that. I was a big fan of Peter Sellers. Oh. Um, Doctor Strange Love, man. I haven't uh, seen that. Oh, it is fucking weird. It's 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 satire and it's dry as hell. Uh -huh. And it is it's it's during the bomb scare, oh, right? Okay, like it. people hiding under there, and it's uh, it it affected people so much they had to put a warning because what happened was the premise of it is that a military guy loses his shit and is basically drops the bomb on another nation and then it causes like okay. World War Three. And so they had to put a disclaimer to let folks know this can't happen. <laughs> this oh, not, this won't happen. This, this, this couldn't this, possibly happen. This couldn't possibly happen because of so and so. Um but it's a great it's a great movie. Peter Sellers plays about three different roles wow. in it. Um and it's it's just really well done. Like I've been trying to move on i've directed like a couple of things and and 
learning from that, like I just really love pictures and cinematography and, yeah. and that sort of thing. And it's just a, it's a well done movie tonally and cinematography wise. Gotcha. Yeah. Dope. I gotta watch the Doctor Strange love. Yeah. One of James Earl Jones's first roles. Oh, now now it's you really old. got me in. That's that's <laughs> it's wild. It's that old. One of James Earl Jones's first roles. Yeah. First roles. First role. James Earl Jones. <laughs> that's like being like it's one of Morgan Freeman's, Morgan Freeman's first, first roles. roles. You're like, You're like yeah, I think it might be his first role. I mean, always been a theater dude, mm-hmm. but I think it's his first role on screen. That's wild. Yes. I want to honestly. I want to just know where do you like to travel to? Where where have the, where have the places that you've been where that made you go like, oh no, nah, nigga, I gotta travel more. Like I gotta be. Um, where did I recently go? So when I was uh, again, height of the pandemic is when I started to go. I need to travel and see people. <laughs> um, so I think I I literally sent out. He thing. said, "These chickens, these chickens cheap, nigga. <laughs> yeah. I'm going. I'm out. I'm out. It's like a buck to go anywhere. <laughs> Literally. Um, but and that's not even spirit. No. <laughs> um, but I think where did I go? I went to. I was in Hawaii. I was in Mexico. Okay. Um, I hadn't been there. Like to some other parts of Mexico. Um, I had visited Memphis. I was gonna go to Croatia to visit uh, oh. Buddy Gorin from Timeless. Ah, um, but I had gotten sick while I was in Memphis and almost died. Uh, was it COVID? No, I, I, so I got this phantom illness that <laughs> only happens to like. So uh, I was doing. Um, do you know Lil Buck? Lil Buck. Lil Buck. He's uh, popularized Memphis Jukin. Right, oh, okay, along with okay. a whole bunch of other cats, but he got famous doing something with Yo-Yo Ma, and so I wrote a oh, wow. show called Memphis Jukin. And when I was first writing it, I was there for rehearsals, and then um, what happened was I just started getting tight right around here, and yeah. then uh, and then I was feeling sicker and sicker, and then I was like, I gotta stay at the house, and then fluids started coming, and then I couldn't breathe, and then I'm trying to reach call on the cell phone yeah. and then I'm I'm like looking in the mirror and I'm like oh wow like in my head I'm like I'm going to die um and the last thing I did was timeless I need to do something else no <laughs> <laughs> I was like uh and I'm trying to call 911 and I can't speak you know and she's like asking me questions and trying to do it and I'm like I can't talk and I'm losing my shit and I try and call the downstairs because I'm like I know at least they they can connect that if I can't say whatever so finally apparently my boy Alex had had heard it through the door comes in he helps me out I get downstairs and blah 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 and I wind up going to the hospital um you know I find out later that first they thought it was an angioedema you know so they they, and so it's this rare breathing thing that's where you get swollen and it randomly happens. And so they were like, we're not sure if it's an angioedema, but we treated it like an angioedema and you got better. So the funny thing was, you know, and the nurse, I'd been friends with her. I'm cracking jokes. I'm like half dying, but hitting on her. You know? <laughs> and so it's funny. Cause she was like, yeah, we thought you were going to die, man. Like, and it's funny when I got in there, um, I'm being wheeled in. I can barely breathe. I'm holding a bag of fluid. Um, I'm on a gurney, and uh, it's a learning hospital. And there's a brother there. He's an intern. And he looks at me and he goes, uh, 
Like, what do I know you from? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> you, have you seen? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch TV. <laughs> I'm just, I literally go, I'm going <laughs> to die. It's like, all right. I think it's timeless. <laughs> I think, yeah. We're going to put you on room number, uh, insurance car. <laughs> it's real interesting. But I made it. Man, that's wild, man. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I think it wound up being, uh, I have it written down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> on one of those sheets of paper. Yeah, I'm, but, I'll be fine. Man. Well, listen, brother, thank you. Thank, thank you, you, man. Thank you for coming through, man. Of course. Oh. Very fun conversation. <laughs> very, very that was a lot of fun. You know, and you got to end it at uh, I don't watch television. Oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, for sure. That's that's the way. That's the way to do it. But no, man. Thanks for coming through, bro. Thanks for imparting any. Yeah, man. And all thanks the for wisdom. having me, man. Yeah, Thank yeah, bro. You, man. We we got to kick it more in general. Yeah, the fact that sure. you're so close is we. Gotta, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> people, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. How so let's make these beats real quick. Let's go. All right, man. We out. Love, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A freestyle for the people. This is for the good, not evil. See you at the church in the steeple. I've been ill since I was an infant, an infantile. I guess I had degrees like I'm juvenile. You get it? I had to spit it for the people listening. I keep rotating and glistening. For people missing the mission is Mr. Malcolm. The outcome be the best you ever seen. Been tap dancing like I'm Ben Vereen. I stay clean. Even when I stay dirty, it's all worth it. Ever since I hit 30, I've been worth it. Like I was James. It's insane how I stayed out of my lowest lane. It's Superman. If you ever check the resume, especially when I'm cooking up the recipe, yes, you shining like a Sharpay with no delay, hey, for horses, I've been horse, but now you listening to the mic devices, I know I've been this since I was crisis, age when he first got killed, this is the knowledge as I spill before the real deal, yeah, you in the pickle, I know you act like pink the way I tickle me, Ridiculously, the way that I watch the movie, I dare your girl to soothe me. I'm groovy like the 70s, if you hear me. This is me when I start to groove in like a theory. I'm old school, but I hit him with the boom bap. Yes, this is for all you little super cats who know about the reggae from back in the day. I guess you act like you really know. Hey, ho, yes, no, go. Go like I was flow, Joe. So act like you really know. Before I kick it like I was chilling in the snow. This is for the people who was kicking the reggae. Yay. I'm sure I got some fans. Now spin it, cause I've been the man. I'm stutter stepping whenever I get to repping. But if you herbs ain't know that my words are weapons for inspection. My dialect is better when I act or I direct. So let me get specific and get it before I mess with your brain like whippets. I stick it to the man. Goddamn, I ran a mile in my own shoes. Now it's the groove, peruse. Shit.
you ain't got nothing to lose. Now watch how far I go with Verbo and on the beats be maestro. I know. Yeah, I call you over, dog, like you a Fido. I'm slow, or I be quick. But either way, you know that I be sick. Yes, I know you try to hate this. You and your dominatrix, I'm chilling in the matrix. A Sony property, nobody stopping me, especially when I move illogically. Paparazzi be flashing me, why you even asking me before you start to tasking me? This is for the players with no delay, ya. I had to say, hey ya, hey ya. Now work the outcast and I'ma just be out fast. Hey ya! And if you didn't know, the whole thing been a blast, a laugh. Uh, uh. I told you before, that's what you get for asking gas. Hey. I'm from the future, but I can bring it to the past. He timeless, y'all. <laughs> yes, but never rhymeless, y'all. But he timeless, y'all. Yes, but never rhymeless, y'all. But he timeless, y'all. Yeah. But never rhymeless, y'all. You check the presents. I know I'm too decadent. And if you didn't know, it's pretty evident. It's effervescent, especially when I kick the magic. You had to have it. I did it three times, just like a hat trick. Yeah, you cannot handle the way that I blow the spot, make it hot like a candle. I'm just rhyming about the shit in the room. I'm about to kill you, and you don't even need a tomb. I'm in your womb. Bapping for the shit that happened for all the people that was lacking. Whoo, I guess I'm dark. I'm where it came to spark. Shoot you like I'm stalks. Yeah, I guess I'm streaky. The album came out, guess it was leaky. I'm at my peak though. Shit, my money talk fast. I speak slow. <laughs> now that's hard. My man. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. Yeah.